What if we told you that giving your staff unlimited time off would create more revenue? Would create more revenue. Hi, everyone. I'm Sid Sharice. And I'm David Bosher. And you're listening to Destroy the Hairdresser, the podcast, where we teach you to salon differently. If you are still using a front desk in your salon, it may be time to future-proof your business with Aura Salonware. Aura allows you and your team to check clients out from any device. That means there's no need for a front desk or front desk overhead. What's even more amazing is that clients can check themselves out using the Aura app from their own device. With Aura Salonware, you can finally let technology streamline your business. Start removing your front desk today by tapping the link in our bio to receive a free iPad when you switch to Aura. Or visit aurasalonware.com dth for more details. Every salon... Oh, we started. Every salon has one. They have that one motherfucking stylist... Yes. ...that is on a diet. It's always a person on it's a, a diet. It's a lifestyle. <laughs> no, it's not. This person is on a diet, and they brought their prepped food from home. It's funny how we actually only take lunch breaks when we're on a diet, not... Yeah, and I'll, t- diet lunch breaks at a salon are like smoke breaks. Yes. So they're on a diet. Mm-hmm. They prepped their food at home. Yep. Which is brilliant. And it's always fish. It's always fucking fish. It's always fish or chicken, but it's normally fish. And they bring the fish to the salon. Mm-hmm. And the salon naively, willfully, but naively, has a microwave. That has not been cleaned. That has not been cleaned and usually is not I hope used. we're painting the picture. It's yeah. usually not used. It's, it's just usually used to heat kinda, coffee up. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like your Starbucks got cold. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this bitch comes in. She decides, this is my kitchen now. Mm-hmm. She puts her fish in there, turns it on for five minutes because mm-hmm. she wants to broil it yeah. at this point. And the entire salon smells like fish. <laughs> Now I've had multiple co-workers that I could tell multiple stories like that. And then even being asked, please don't fucking but do how that. Dare you. Like, right? It's so And then you walk around and people are like, what's that smell? And they don't and they and they will not take credit for it. Yeah. It's like bitch, it's you. Yeah. It's your food. You did that. You broccoli. <laughs> I didn't even think about you mean f- fart, fart stems. <laughs> fart trees. If you work on a team and you have a back room and the good Lord has blessed you with Well, first off, you have a room, you're lucky because a lot of, <laughs> yeah, and a microwave, a lot of places don't have that anymore. But do us all a favor and don't bring in smelly food. I'm going to say something. I, I definitely think there needs to be a dividing space sometimes because... A dividing space, what do you mean? Like, for example, Coach Joy doesn't have like a, her color bar is open. I love it. Ministry mm-hmm. Salon in LA. And I love that because I also love being able to not hide when you're creating. And then she has like this micro closet. Like you couldn't even fit two people in there if you wanted, but it is a space to just kind of step out of that room, especially if it was like raining outside or whatever. But I actually, and I'm going to say something and people aren't going to like it. I think <laughs> no salon should have a break room. Mm. You know, I 100% break- agree. <laughs> I 100% agree. Number one, I don't think that you need a room to take a break. I honestly don't want to take a break within my workspace. I want to get away from my workspace. I'd rather you leave, 
go to your car, go. I'd rather sit in my car. Yeah, or go sit outside if you can. But yeah, the break room, I hate when people I'd rather eat in my car. I'd rather. By the way, Gen X, they'll go, you mean the broke room? (laughs) Every Gen X person. I've never heard of that. Oh my God. If you're 40 and you own a salon, you've called it the the broke broke room. room. Um, I also. Which is gaslighting because you fucking built it. Yeah. So you're creating that. Yeah, you created the broke room. Well, it's also, God, I, I hate complaining about it because it, it sounds like you love complaining about it. I know, but also like <laughs> I just it makes me feel like I I remember the saloners that I worked for that would complain about it, but it was also in that time frame where you weren't allowed to go anywhere else. Like, let people leave the salon. Like I remember not having anything for. But you also couldn't sit on the floor. Yeah, you couldn't sit on the floor. You couldn't be on your phone. You couldn't like do all these things. Every a lot of that has changed, but break rooms still exist, and they're toxic. You mean the broke room? <laughs> and they're gossipy, <laughs> and nothing good has come out of them. And honestly, I I want my team to leave. I want you to get the hell out of the space. I want you to leave. I want you to go to your car. I want you to go outside. I want you to do something Go else. home. Come back. Go home and come back if you can. <laughs> what? Can you imagine? Some slammers are like, what? they won't come back. Okay. <laughs> I love that. I love when we get a salon owner who is just... They are so appalled by something that we said or posted. They're and my and it's always about how they don't trust their staff to do literally we l- anything. We posted something that said ugh, it was so long ago, but correct me. What's the quote? We quoted. I don't something. Even remember. It was like, I, what if we told you? Oh yeah, yeah. That giving unlimited time off and freedom in pricing. No, I just I think the post al- said, what if we told you that giving your staff unlimited time off would create more revenue? Would create more revenue. Someone booked a discovery call just to bitch at our team. God bless our team you know, about God that post. Her. They didn't want to. They didn't want to sign up for coaching. Bless she didn't, her heart. She just wanted. How can you say that? We get that a lot, though. People like to call based on something that we said, and they act like they want to know why, but they really just want to yell and scream because they and don't it, like it, and that's okay. That's their right to not like it. But Broke I, room. But that's exactly what you just said. Like it. It comes back down to. Someone not understanding that, like, if if they just made those changes, and I they do want to. I do want to clarify for that type of person. Our program is not for you. And that's okay. I want to look right into camera three. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't like the things we say, our program's probably not for you. We are and not that's the okay. end all be all, and that's coaching. good. And that's fine. End of story. Yeah. Please don't book a discovery call to tell us why you think your way that's probably not working is working. Yeah. Well, that's right there. You said it right there. It's like they probably didn't like, they probably didn't like that we said giving unlimited time would create more revenue because one, their staff would probably see it. And then two, I think their staff did see it and that's why we got the call. Yeah. (laughs) And two, they're already doing that toxic thing of like not letting people go to their car or go home or sit outside. And that's the issue. I remember working for a salon that told me, if I didn't have a client, I had to sit in the back room. Yeah, yeah. But if I'm in the back room, I need to be folding towels and I need to. <laughs> or doing the dishes. Do, yeah. Or counting to, the inventory. Yeah, I have to be doing something. Mm-hmm. Um, or organize those rollers. I remember one time I worked for a salon that made me do that. And I just remember thinking, and I remember thinking, and we've all thought it like, but what? It turns into, it boils down to, I'm not getting paid to do this. That's like the. That's, resentment. It boils down to resentment. <laughs> yeah, that's like the baseline. But I just remember thinking to myself, like, 
you what is so wrong about me just sitting? sitting? Yeah. And I think then you have a generation of people that are like, I can't sit down. Now we coach millennials and they're like, I'm, but I have to be, I'm not busy right now. I'm not doing, it's like, oh, because you were fully it's abused okay. yeah. by the generation prior that you cannot sit down. If you sit down, you're lazy. And I saw on Instagram, I cannot remember who it was. And I wanted to repost it, but I didn't. Uh, somebody's story. It was, I don't even know if I followed them, but it came up and it said, um, why we have a hard time sitting down and relaxing mm. is because it's a puritanical belief that idleness is sinful. Wow. So that like stems a very long time. So like if you aren't working or busy or doing something, it's a sin. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember like thinking like I knew all of that, but I never translated like I never connected together. the dots. <gasps> Wow, and I and I grew up in a very puritanical German, yeah, reform family, and it's very much like if you're not working, then what are you bringing to society? Like you should be working constantly, yeah, and and that's it. You know, it's it's natural when you're a leader to start to fall into micromanaging because there's more on your plate. So first off, you're a micromanager. Like, you're not in trouble, but we got to fix it because it's it's absolute insanity for you. Like, it's a form of suffering for the person that is micromanaging everything. You're constantly worrying, you're It's stressed. a symptom, not a style. Exactly. And I think that's whenever we work, I mean, you and I only work with salon owners, but when we work with them and we actually help them overcome micromanaging, the peace and relief that they feel. That's no, they don't feel peace and relief at first. At, not at first. <laughs> they feel anxiety. And- well, yeah, because then their, their staff member goes, I think I'm going to go home and I'll be back in an hour. And they have to fight the urge to do what they've always done. And then when they realize their staff comes back and they keep working and their staff comes back rested. That's <laughs> and they when the realize that their staff comes back, which is such a funny thing. Like, we're, like they were going to come back. I know. And back. if you have a staff member that truly just like never wants to be at work, then you, you should probably fire them. Yeah. Like, we want people that want to work. I, I have met so many salon owners that will say, if I didn't. If I didn't make sure that they cleaned their stations, if I didn't make sure that... I'm like, what are you going to do? Crawl in bed and make sure they wake up on time? Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. And I'm like, and if you have a you team... You cannot control everything. And if you have a team where you are doing that, you don't have a team. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you, have, you have. You just have people that you... I don't know. Boss... Like... Everyone thinks that they. I love when people will tell me too. I have. We have such a great team. We're like a family. And I'm like, and are you the mom? Yeah. Are you the one that gets everybody's shoes on? Mm-hmm. Make sure everyone's lunch is packed. Yeah. I go. You don't. You don't want a family. Yeah. When you run a business, it's. But but that's the thing. It's like, I really think. I actually think going back to my initial statement. I actually think if you remove the break room, it would create more responsibility. I think if you remove the break room. <laughs> I just pictured someone good. So we're gonna take a break. <laughs> yeah. I like I You don't need a room to take a break. You don't need a room. <laughs> also, I have been to salons where the break room is bigger than some of the other spaces, which is really shocking to me. That's a waste of square footage and you could actually it be making a, income on that. That's a waste of square footage for salons. Well, what happens too when you're constantly micromanaging someone is someone does crave peace. And we've all been there. So they'll hide in the bathroom. I do that in general. Yeah. That's, 
in our was, home, it's a safe space. But I really, I really do. I like. I maybe that's why I take three showers a day. It's literally the only place where you can have peace. Yeah, unless you're married to Sid. <laughs> Sid will attack what you. What you right? doing in there? <laughs> can I come in? Yep. No peace in my bathroom, but. It's true. I think that's where we have to start thinking. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I think our methods upset. We're, we're a little bit of troublemakers because it does, to create change, to have change, you have to kind of stir things up. You know, it's funny. When we talk about our methods, we we don't, we do not teach our methods on our podcast. We do not teach our methods on Instagram. Mm-hmm. If you want to learn our methods, you have to pay for them. Yeah. That's called run a fucking business. Yeah. But what we do talk about we talk about our methods without explaining them in full detail for a couple of reasons. One, better marketing. Mm-hmm. Two, we don't have time. <laughs> we don't have time. Okay, so there's three reasons. So three is that every person we work with is different. The method is the same. Yeah, we the can't methods, put you in a box. The methods that we teach are the same, but they are dur- they're durable, they're pliable, uh, and customizable to your business. So, which when, is why we don't do templates. Exactly. So when someone's like, "I can't believe you said." You know, hairdressers can have unlimited time off. And, and I'm like... Where another person's like, that's a brilliant idea. Yeah, it's just really interesting mm-hmm. the feedback we get. But the interesting part is that both of those people still don't know how to do it. Yeah. And that's what we're here to teach you. But Because it's going to work differently in both spaces. Right. But what's it's just so funny that people are like, I listened to your podcast and you talked about going hourly and I don't know, like you didn't explain it. And I'm like... We, that the podcast isn't where we explain yeah, our methods. It's free. It's where we talk about how Sarah heats up fish in the back room and ruins <laughs> everyone's day. That's what the podcast is for. Yeah. Because I think hairdressers need a... F- <laughs> I don't know what hairdressers need anymore. A good old fish fry? <laughs> a fish fry. <laughs> they don't need a break room because <laughs> it attracts... Don't you dare heat that up in here. <laughs> Once I worked at a song where the break room was a stairwell. Top. I don't, did you work there too? No. I worked at a salon where the break room was a stairwell. Was this in New York? In New York, yeah. I worked at a salon where the break room was an old... In a basement. <laughs> oh, in a basement. I worked at a salon where the break room... there. Which is kind of smart because no, it was, was always cold no one wanted to be down there. No, there was no break room uh, at this one space that I worked in. So everyone... There was a front desk though, and it was huge. And so that became the break room, which was a whole other conversation. Yeah. And I've worked in a salon, I'm trying to think. The break room was two closets with a sliding door. Wow. And I worked at a school where we had a clothis. That you and I got locked in one time. And for those of you that don't know, a clothis is a closet that has a computer in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we would, call it clo- we would keep our stuff in there, our bags. Yeah, it was a... You know, all the salons I've worked at. And again, that's where when people are like, what qualifies you to coach? The experiences. This all, this is everything we're talking about is still happening though. Like, yes, we're talking about our perspective of like, oh, this has happened before. It's still happening. We still talk to students today that this is happening. I recently talked to a salon owner who said that she can't get her staff to stop using their cell phones. (laughs) First thing. I'm like, you don't know. It's not called a cell phone. (laughs) A mobile. It's not. It's a phone. Yeah. It's just a phone. It's just a phone. <laughs> and everyone has them. Mm-hmm. And the reason you can't get them to stop using it is because they aren't going to. Yeah. 
but the fact, like in my world where we are so pro, have your phones on, have your phones on the floor. I'm not saying take a phone call while you're doing hair. Yeah, but Let's be professional. But, but the le- but the changes in the way that we bring. I mean, I feel like having a phone in your hand in all situations is just expected. Yeah, you know. So we're just. I'm just glad they put the phone. I mean, down I literally have a crisis, like my a panic attack if my phone isn't in my I mean, hand. I got locked in the stairwell earlier. I would have died. That's why I have an <laughs> Apple Watch. It's my second phone. <laughs> but my but my point is, I forget, like, because we talk to people all day long and a lot of them use our methods and they're having a great career and great experience and making more money. I forget that, like, there's the majority that are not doing those things. And then, and then someone will say, yeah, I can't get my team to stop using their phones. I'm like, oh, you're like, you're way far behind. Yeah. Got to catch up, buttercup. And then, when I, and then when I say, oh, we actually promote them using their phones, they're, they're, they look at me like I've just mm-hmm. shot them in the foot. You did. I did. I shot them with the truth bullet. Yep. Right in the toe. But <laughs> Under I, the toenail. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be painful. But, you know, I, I don't know what the point of this episode was, but I do know that I, I want people to understand that when you... Learn a method, whether it's from us or you took a business class or you went to Tony Robbins and you got high off the pure oxygen. Whatever it is that you did, please, that's not the end result. Mm -hmm. That's not all. Like you have to. You are still responsible for creating the result you you want. You still have to go back. You still have to implement it. You still have to make it work for you. What I hate is when people take advice from people and they go, it didn't work. It's like, well, did you edit it? Did <laughs> yeah. you do anything? Or did you just like... Do it. It's like trying to put like, I don't know. It it just doesn't make sense to me. Like you've got... When you, ca- when you take coaching, when you have a coaching session, when you are in a coaching class, take that information, learn it, and then ask yourself, critical thinking, <laughs> how can I apply this to my the old business? CT. <laughs> a good old CT. A good old EQCT. Yeah. That's all I have said. I don't have anything else to say. Next time on Destroy the Hairdresser, the podcast. When you work for someone, I know that we usually make fun of the hair, the salon owner, but the hairdressers out there are like looking for moms and dads. They are. Because they're looking for support. Yeah. Like I said, mentorship, guidance. This is my second family. No. They want to be held your, accountable. It's, it's where you work. <laughs>